It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big Elks! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand off to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We got all kinds of things to discuss. I thought Jared brought up a really good topic that we need to talk about, and uh, that is the veteran quarterbacks in the NFL that have changed teams. Who's in the best situation moving forward? Not only I, you know, this season, but then maybe even as a possible long-term replacement. I, I picked out four guys that I could find that really kind of fit this bill. So we can go there. Bunch of signings yesterday right at the end of the day. It's like bam, bam, bam. Three guys in particular. Zach Martin staying with the Cowboys. He got a two-year $36 million deal uh, to stay there. It's a relief, a, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those – I think it was one of those things that was an inevitable – just a matter of getting the numbers right, and then he gets two years, $36 million, all guaranteed. I bet you that guaranteed number was kind of where he was really focused. So he's there. Uh, Dalvin Cook will be a Jet, and Zeke Elliott will be a Patriot. Which one of those will have the most impact on the season? Um, AP poll out. Unbelievably similar to the coaches' poll. I mean, like crazily similar Very. to the coaches' poll. Why so cookie-cutter? Uh, the one thing, what AP was a little bit more unanimous on Georgia, but not all the way. Uh, and then Alabama, in a spot we haven't seen it in a long, long time. Also, ESPN came out with that top 100 list, like we've been discussing a little bit with the, the NFL. ESPN now has one. And I, I've got some questions about that that we can discuss. Um, are Sean and Leanne Tui the most awful people on earth? Or is this just maybe a little bit misunderstanding with the blindside stuff that came out yesterday? Williams Winery, number three overall player in the consensus uh, two four seven rankings, commits to Missouri, not Oklahoma. Talk about that. Are you concerned yet? What would have to happen to get you concerned about uh, Oklahoma's inability to close on those defensive linemen? 
uh, over the past couple of years. And then U.S. Amateur Update uh, with some local guys in the mix out at Denver, Colorado. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else you have on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com or you can download the app. The app's got it all. It's got the radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News will hit the website tonight at midnight, thepennynews.com. And, of course, Big Elk and Paragon TV zeroing in on a week from Friday uh, with the Big Elks down and out to starting the high school football season. It's almost here. It's crazy. Uh, we've got some video out on our Big Elk TV Facebook page from the media days the, uh, on Saturday. Get some thoughts from a couple of the guys that I was able to run across before they had to rush out to practice. So you can uh, enjoy those uh, for four or five of the guys and Coach Maynard as well. And then, of course, Skinny on Sports Podcast. If you miss the show entirely, it's up there. You can go check it out each and every day. Hello, Jared. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How's your night? It was pretty calm. Cooked some burgers. Yeah, I did too. Did you? I had an accident. Uh-oh. You ever had a little, little bit of grease go in your eye? Not from cooking burgers, but like maybe not my eye, but right around like when you cook bacon sometimes. Pops oh. up and it's like, whoa. I was smashing down a burger. Uh-huh. And I was sh- kind of over the top of it. I was yeah. some muscle into it and it just shot right right up. And I mean, I saw it like the one little bead of grease. Coming right coming, at you. And it got an eye. It went right there, corner of my right eye, the inside corner. And, and I was jumping and and my daughter saw it inside. She went, you okay? <laughs> My wife's like, we got to go to the hospital. I was like, no, no, no. I mean, it was watering up for a long yeah. time. It's still a little itchy. I mean, I'm, I was glad I could open my eye this morning. I was yes. afraid it would be bad. I could see a little blurry. I'm all right. But uh, well, darn it. the sacrifice I uh, I make to make great burgers for my family. I meant to. So we we had burgers. Wyatt uh, took something down to my mom, but she had left at our house. Walked it down the street, ended up all the way down at the end of the street at Aunt Lana's house because Lana was about to grill burgers for the for her first time. Her first time? Yeah, to actually man the grill. I'm talking about oh, do oh. the do the deal. Okay. And I I meant to text her to see how they turned out, and I totally forgot last night. We got we got uh, kind of lost in the Castaway movie. Wyatt had never seen it. That's a movie that that. It's hard to stop once we, you start. We kind of did. That's exactly what I, it just what happened, and I forgot to text. So hit that text line, GG two two five nine six nine eight. If you're listening, how were the burgers in Atlanta's house last night? And I got a new toy for my yard, and I used it. I know people were bashing me when I was talking about wanting to get this, but an edger attachment for my yeah. weed eater. I'll never go back. It is awesome. So you're you're the perfect uh, edge with the weed eater though. Yeah, you're not edging. You're weed eating. I'm using the weed eater. I think that's edger a, attachment. I think you're okay there because you're physically manning the weed eater. Yes, yes. That's the thing that like having an actual edger that you know, like sets the, the actual ground. machine that's no, an no, edger. No. That's an that's attachment. the one that was giving. That was that's what people were giving me grief about. Actually, buying an edger. No. Not edger my, attachment. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yes. No, I was it's talking about getting attachment. an edger. No, no edgers. No, no edger. No edger. It's the attachment. I crank up the... Is it still a weed eater if you take the weed eater attachment off of it? I think it is. <laughs> like, see, anyways, 
I mean, I mowed Saturday and I edged with the weed eater mm-hmm. attachment. Uh, and I found this edger attachment yesterday. I've been looking for it. Found it for a great price, by the way. And I knew I'd find one for a great price at the end of the year. And so I took. I was like, ah, I got an itch. So I went and did that. I'll never go back. I don't know why I didn't buy this thing sooner. So nice, easy yeah. and convenient. You're getting you're getting props from the lawn guys that you're okay. Oh, cool. With, with how you're doing it. I was real worried about that. I, well, I didn't want you to be <laughs> called mean names. I mean, I mowed Saturday. Now I'm thinking I might mow again next Saturday just, was, just to use it. Listen, I was looking at my yard today driving off, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I just mowed Thursday. Well, we got almost three inches of rain, yeah. so I don't, it doesn't shouldn't surprise you. And I was checking the drought monitor yesterday. We are not in a drought. Well, it's good. I know you think we are with the 100-degree heat that we've had, and that will return. But we've had enough moisture. We're not in a drought. So stuff's still growing out there. No, there's no doubt. Yeah. My yard popped right out. I like it. I had a nice compliment when I was <coughs> mowing and somebody drove by a new and I stopped and talked to him. I said, man, your yard is green. I'm like, well, it just rained. I mean, that helps. <laughs> yeah. I, I mowed he my... said, I'm seeing other people when they mow and then it's brown mm-hmm. underneath because it's been so hot. I was like, well, I do throw a sprinkler on. But um, I mowed it, the perf- I mowed it down at the perfect time. Oh, with that rain right coming. before Absolutely. the rain. I that was really perfect now. timing. And yeah, so now I'm I'm a little bit concerned. I'm not going to mow it as short next time because I'm afraid it will be. Then it would just stop raining. Well, yeah, yeah and it won't be as green underneath there. Anyway, uh, USAM <clears throat> yesterday first round of stroke play today will be the final round of stroke play, and sometime tomorrow, almost inevitably. When this thing gets pared down from 312 players to 64 players, you end up with some wild playoff, like 17 guys for three spots. And they, they're not going to have time to do that tonight, more than likely. So a lot of times that's always the next, like on the Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll be able to see. It might be happening when we're on the air. Although being in Colorado, that mountain time may throw us off just a tick from me actually being able to watch that. But... Uh, anyhow, <clears throat> with the uh, local guys yesterday, uh, Ryder Cowan shot at 6 over 78 at Colorado Golf Club. So he is going to have to do something Arnold Palmer-esque at Cherry Hills. And uh, for those of you that don't remember, Arnold Palmer at the U.S. Open made that uh, charge from like seven back, drove the first green, and the, you know the rest was history there with Arnie. So Ryder's going to need to – <clears throat> he's gonna have to do something special to be able to get himself back in the mix. If you look at the leaderboard right now, even par is tied forty fourth, and that goes, and then one over is tied seventy third. With only half the field at Cherry Hills, the, the, which is another problem, the course that Ryder's playing today, the scores were way better at Colorado Golf Club than they were at Cherry Hills. So with only half the field playing Cherry Hills and the other half playing today. There's a chance that that playoff that results or the cut could be one over, I think, even or one over. So that means at at minimum he needs to shoot five under to be able to try to get himself positioned for a chance to play the match play. So that's going to be a tough ask, but still, I mean, awesome for a a high school kid at the time to qualify. And, you know, it just gives him a taste of what's to come uh, this fall in Norman as he uh, attends OU and gets his collegiate golf career started so you know rough one yesterday for him but uh he's still you know there's 
anything's possible when you still get around. Bobby Massa, a guy that we mentioned that, that has played here a bunch in the KECO, he shot four over. He played Cherry Hills yesterday, so he's four over. Doesn't need to do quite as special a thing and also on the easier golf course. So there's a chance that he could find himself there. And then also Drew Goodman, uh, an, an Oklahoma kid that plays at OU, he shot two over. Um, and so he – and that was at Cherry Hills. So just, you know, and I think anything in the red there, get to that one over even. And, I mean, that's the goal. It, you do get a, like a medal for medalist, right? But nobody cares about that. Just getting in the top 64, giving yourself a chance – in the um, match play bracket is all that anybody's looking for out of these first two days. Anything over that is, is kind of gravy. So uh, that's where that's at. Tough break, tough tough round for Ryder, but still, uh, he has he still has a chance today, and, and just an, I'm sure an awesome experience to be a part of a USGA event as an 18 year old kid. Yeah, you gotta love that experience. I think no matter the outcome or the result, just getting there. Could this be? Even compared with state tournaments, is this the biggest tournament he's ever been a part of? I mean, you got a chance to play at the Masters if you can win this thing. You know, clearly that's out of the question now. But yeah, I mean, there's pressure they're going into. Like, okay, if I play really well, I get a lot of exemptions. I could play the Masters. Yeah, I don't think he's I gonna mean, play a lot of big tournaments. Don't get me wrong. Is this the biggest one now? I'm up to date. It's like, the now. biggest amateur tournament in the world. Right. So it, so it almost of, has to be. Yeah, and you love to get a kid out there to get that experience. That's going to help him when he gets to Norman and, and beyond. Yeah, I don't think this will be the last time he plays in this event. Not at all. Not um, at all. And for him individually, though, is it, the problem with the, the drive, chip, and putt, it's not really a tournament when you think of a golf tournament. But oh, no, yeah. he did qualify, speaking of the Masters, he did qualify when he's what twelve to be able to, you know, those finals. That was I think that might have even been the first first or second year that the, those finals were at Augusta, Sunday of the Masters. <clears throat> and so you know when we talked about that when he was on the phone with, uh, the other day, yeah, he actually got to hit two putts on the 18th green at Augusta National. As a twelve-year-old kid, I mean that's pretty cool. That is, it's cool. not necessarily a tournament, but it's a it's an event. Oh yeah. But having said that, I I think that this people remember who won the U.S. Amateur long after people remember who won the drive, chip, and putt nine-year-old boys division. Sure. So yeah, I would say this is probably the biggest one. Uh, but we'll see what happens today. A long road to hoe if he's going to make the, the match play. Another OU guy, Ben Lorenzo, played great. Four under par yesterday. Uh, so he's in he's in really, really good shape uh, to be in that match play bracket moving forward. Um, I guess continue with the sad news for OU. OU golfers, not the greatest. And the football team was shunned. Their recruiting efforts shunned by the number three player in the 247 um, composite rankings, Williams Winery. Teammates with Caden Green, a, a guy that came to OU this year as an offensive lineman. His coach was Jamar Mosey, who played at OU. His son Isaiah is a, is a junior that uh, most people think is going to come as, as a wide receiver to Oklahoma. But Williams Winery stays home and commits to the University of Missouri. Jared, odds right now as we sit here on August the 15th, give me the odds that Williams Winery, in your mind, signs. I know he committed, but signs with Missouri. 
I'll lean because I think mom had a big part of this of why he's staying close to home. Out of everything you said, it looked like all signs were pointing to OU, and then like in 24 hours' time, it flipped. And I think mom had a big reason for that, what I've been hearing. So with that, I'll say about 65 70% chance he stays. Hard yeah. to tell mom no. Yeah, I'm going to be a lot less. I know you are. I'll say 25%. Multiple reasons. One, Missouri now has to win. Yeah, I was having that discussion last night with some guys. Will they even have a coach come to signing day? I mean, what if they just go off the the rails? It's not like this guy has been I mean, some would say Missouri's kind of a trending team. But you still got to show it, especially in the SEC, without looking at their schedule. I don't know what it looks like, but what if they start horribly and Missouri says, "Oh, we got this new recruit. We got to get a coach." And they fire the coach and the guys like, "God, I don't want to sign with this team. They don't even have a coach." When you say trending, Eli Drinkwitz, three seasons, five, five, six, seven, six, seven. Yeah, I don't know how much that's yeah. trending. I think people were trying to Scott make Scott says OU wasn't smart. his second choice either. I don't believe that. I don't believe that he came down to Georgia and Missouri. He said that yesterday. I do not believe that at all. No one thinks that. No one thought that. No one thinks that. But he did say it. When, at the end, he said he decided between Missouri and Georgia. I don't believe him when he says that, which I'll be shocked if he signs with Mizzou. That doesn't mean that it's Oklahoma, but I don't think it's Missouri. Well, I thought something that was interesting that he actually said, you don't hear recruits say this, which is, I mean, the mom thing can be whatever you think it is, but he actually referenced – NIL having a he he actually said it yeah oh yeah NIL had a part in this decision and so for me if you if you're willing to say it had a part then I'm going to go ahead and say it was the major deciding factor if you're willing to say that <laughs> yeah then I'm going to tell you right now that was the deciding factor and there was a lot of talk going into this decision about the new law in Missouri that allows him, but he, but here's the problem. He has to sign to start getting that money. He can't just commit in theory. And I think so it goes into theory, effect like the 28th of August. Yeah, the theory is other schools could pony up the dough. <laughs> Missouri can pony But I, well, I, mean, I think what? there's laws across there to where that doesn't really play as much a part as people think. I think the truth is this when it comes to the NIL. The local people in the St. Louis, Columbia, even Kansas City, Mizzou side fans. There's two guys in that state that are five stars this year. It's him and it's uh, Ryan Wingo. And I think they're pooling every resource they have to keep those two there. Whereas others, other NILs, there's more fish in the pond. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's where throwing all all their eggs in one basket kind of situation. Yeah, instead I, of yeah, the hundred percent. I think they're throwing them in two. Gotcha. I think it's Wingo, and I think it's him. And it worked out here. Now, let me ask you this: on the OU side of things, are you concerned about? Because when you look back since Venables has been here, now I, I don't put Gabe Dindy on him, even though that one seemed to be. It, it's funny how all these 
start out as OU locks seem like they're OU until the very end, and then all of a sudden whoosh, something happens. And the, uh, Gabe Dindy did it. David Hicks did it. Zadavian Sims from Durant just did it this year going to Oregon, and now this one. Is that concerning? How concerned are you? I'm not letting this one overshadow the fact of – and I, I get you're, you're basing it on position, right? But yeah, with the uh, defensive, I'm just the, talking about the defensive, the defensive line, line recruiting because most people. I won't be until say, until what happens with Stone. Okay, that's exactly where I'm at. If David Stone, who is an Oklahoma kid, who has been to OU countless times, if he doesn't come to Oklahoma, then there is something to be concerned about. Yeah, and I think we said this clear back. I know I did clear back at the December signing day or maybe February going into this class that if Brent Venables cannot get David Stone to sign, then there is a huge problem. Yeah, that's where I'd be concerned. Can't can't reel him in then yeah, maybe a different approach or a different coach. Yeah, a question on the text line is is Brent Venables the main recruiter on all these defensive line guys? I I think it's gotta be Bates and Chavis on the D line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the ones coaching them. Well, I tell you what, they're certainly the, those they're the ones getting the they're the ones getting the steam about it. I can tell you that for sure. Now, you know, there was a time there when Bob was the coach. He sort of had regions, and that and a certain coach would coach coach a certain region or recruit a certain region, regardless of position. But eventually, that had to come back around on visits to whoever the position coach was. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you think so? No, it would have to eventually. Uh, but as far as like making the first contact or really being kind of the main point yeah. of contact, yeah, it wasn't necessarily position coach the way that that some others are. I mean, Gundy got a lot of credit for getting some guys on campus. hundred percent. That weren't it wasn't his region like the Florida area that weren't or, his guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that he didn't coach exactly. And that's what I mean. I think it's kind of their job to meet him. You know. Do, Get a, get a, establish the relationship with them and then fold that relationship in with if it's either you then you're, you're already there if it's a different position coach then that's the way that would work mm-hmm. um so I, i'm the same way if david stone and and i'm not convinced when Ari still isn't going to sign with oklahoma mizzou drops off another five and seven four and eight Drinkwitz is gone and now where you go Right. Is, it, is it the money or is, uh, those relationships you talk about? What was more important? So I'm not. I I, I wouldn't throw in the towel, and I, I know that the 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 Sooners aren't going to coaching wise, but it's definitely a letdown. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I I just take solace in the fact of they've had a great summer, and this is I'm not letting this overshadow what the summer has been, especially that July. It was awesome last this past month, a month ago. Well, and I'm it, not letting it overshadow I'm, this. Overshadow that. I mean, they're still top twenty recruiting class. What sixteenth left? I checked after this commit, um, and I think there's still more to get. Mainly David Snow, but yeah, this isn't. I mean, this is not good, but it's not the end of the world. They no. had a great recruiting class in twenty three. They they got a lot of this is just a bump in the road, maybe a big bump, maybe a pothole that you don't want you try to avoid and you hit it anyways, but 
I think they're fine. And David Stone's the key, though. If they can get David Stone, that's a nice consolation prize for not getting this guy. No doubt. In August, I'd love to get them both, sure. But August could still be a huge. Uh, if you look yeah. back at the end of August, it could still be a huge month, depending on what transpires later on. Yeah. Stone, uh, McKinley, Nigel Smith. There's there's tons of and, and defensive line guys that are still out there that a lot of are favoring Oklahoma on. But it's a little troubling to see this happen the same way over and over and over. So. We'll see if they can stem that tide. Also, kind of college football related. What about the blindside deal? Uh, without reading too much into it, I just saw the headline that he's suing the uh, what's his name? Or is suing his adoptive parents? Yeah, apparently not. Apparently, they weren't his adoptive parents. So yeah, they if, never. Yeah, help me out here. Bring me. It, bring me he, up to speed. From what I could tell, he thought he was allowing the. He thought he was. What he was signing was for them to be his adoptive parents. Instead, it was for them to have conservatorship over him. And supposedly, with without seeing anything actually come out in court, what he signed allowed them to then make all the money off of the movie. And he got nothing. Oh, my. Now, that's not good. Not good. That's not good at all. We'll see so what he wants what's, what's owed to him. Yeah, well, he, uh, I mean, well, because he that thought it was a hit. Well, and he also he thought that they were his, they were adopting him, not taking control of his financial interests. Which he was, he was already eighteen when this happened, so there may not be a ton that he can do about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at, you know, past 18, you're kind of of, of age in most states. It's yeah. maybe one of those tough lessons for him to learn later on in life. Of even though you kind of trust him, maybe you ought to have had a lawyer present when you did this type. You know, and yeah, and heck, I think wasn't he a lawyer in the movie? Who uh, Tim did, McGraw's character? Yeah. No, no, Is he he, a lawyer? he, uh, he owned a bunch of Taco Bells or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can't and she was like an interior decorator. Yeah, she was like a debutante, like a Southern Belle, who yeah. was kind of feisty. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Tim McGraw was whipped. <laughs> it's funny to see when you when you see pictures. All of a sudden, you're seeing pictures again of the real Sean and Leanne Tui. Yeah, versus Tim and Sandra. Yeah, they didn't really look like each other. Like. That doesn't look like Tim McGraw. <laughs> I was going to say it doesn't look like Sandra Bullock. It doesn't more. look like Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I can't wait for the sequel now. There needs to be a sequel. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, well, I mean, he's owed what he, I mean, but you're right. I mean, he's over 18. He signed a document without reading it. That's lesson learned there. Yeah, good question. Why is this coming out now? He's retired and the money's drying up. We'll be back on a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The 
Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Paul Jones Drug Tuesday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Thank you to Rodney and the gang at Paul Jones Drug. They provide care you can trust right here in the Elk City area. They are the oldest compounding pharmacy in town. Free local delivery, drive through pickup, curbside testing, and vaccinations. And, of course, those long-term care unit packaging. They call them blister packs. 809 North Main, Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. Call them. Give them a call. 580-225-2121. Yeah, new book deal coming out for uh, Michael Ower. Maybe that's why this all came to light now. Oh, so it's going to be he's in writing the book. A, he's writing a book. I got you. Maybe that's why all this kind of... going to get some attention to it. And also, programming note. Today, Big Elk TV, Softball, Elkettes, and Woodward. A little revenge from over the weekend. Did they split? They Woodward do? beat uh, the Elkettes in the finals of the tournament up there. Oh, Three wow. To two. Oh, oh, fun. So a little revenge for the Elkettes. Five o'clock, Big Elk TV tonight. Elkettes and Woodward. It's a district game also, I Yeah, believe. is that here on the road? It's at Woodward. Oh, even tougher challenge here. Live from Woodward. Right back to the scene of the crime on Saturday. Let's go. Go get them. All right, uh, AP poll came out. And to me, Jared, I know the, the coaches poll a couple of days ago or whatever, but when I see the AP poll emerge, that's when I start thinking, okay, football season is here or really close to here. Amazing how similar these two polls were. And when I say amazing how similar, I mean 24 – of the 25 teams were found in each poll. Only difference is AP had Iowa 25th, coaches had Texas Tech 24th. And you know what's even more shocking? Hmm. When you look at the so so AP has Iowa, coaches have Iowa 26th, first out. <laughs> coaches have Texas Tech, AP has Texas Tech 26th, first out so essentially the first 26 and you can make that go to 27 with south carolina exact same teams now they weren't in the exact same order but doesn't that seem crazy for the top 27 to be the same i, wonder, I don't feel like that's no, normal I've, you know the ap in my opinion should come out first and then see how much that influences the coaches because I wonder how much the coaches' poll influenced the AP. Or if they just taken an approach like I am, this doesn't matter. In three weeks, three or four weeks, we'll have a good feeling for it. But this, you know, I don't know. I figured the AP would be more um, concentrated in on who they think is number one and, and everything. Because that's really how they make money and make themselves look smart. Yeah, which is why which is why that's why I'm surprised the you know from like 20 down Mm -hmm. is that cookie cutter because and you mentioned being smart I think I think of the writers going oh I know something you don't watch this Kentucky or watch this Auburn I think Hugh Free you know what I'm saying but for it to be that especially at the end of it it just surprises me I, I don't feel like it's always that way. And maybe that, 
maybe that's because there's not I mean everybody two lane in the bottom of the pole. But maybe maybe that shows a little bit of a lack of strength with the group of five, or maybe it also coincides with some of those teams coming to the Big Twelve, even though none of them are in the pole. So that doesn't really make sense either, you know. But it, it does. It just seems like it, it, there's there's some outlier between the two. I mean, that's when I, when I typed the, I typed what to compare them, and then I went to compare them after I'd put it on the paper. I was like, not much to compare. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's, yeah. There are minor differences. One, I feel like the the percentage of, of number one votes is a little bit, maybe it's not even, but Georgia was 60. Only two teams that got an AP first place vote were Michigan with two and Ohio State with one. Uh, Bama and Ohio State got coaches poll first place votes. Alabama outside the top three for the first time in the preseason AP poll since 2009. That is startling to think. It's a heck of a stat. Shows how good Alabama's been for so long. And they're quote unquote down this year, and there they are at four. Yeah, I got it. I'm going to tell you something about that. I'd love to be down and ranked fourth. I'm going to tell you something about that. I wouldn't be so quick to write off Alabama. Oh, I never am. But you know, you know why I'm not. You know who seems to be in an exceptionally good mood heading into this season? Would it be one, Mister Nick Saban? Yes, he seems to be in an exceptionally good mood, and in my mind, that's not good for the rest of college football. Gonna need him. It's like I know something you don't know. Kind of, yeah. You know, because when you've seen him be kind of cantankerous and, and a little bit old sounding, you think about after that Cotton, uh, uh, after the Sugar Bowl when Oklahoma, you know, when when the offense was going so fast and he couldn't figure out, you know, mad at Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze for different things when he couldn't figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it was, and then he said, you know what? He tried to he, he tried to muscle around and change things back to how he wanted them. He figured out it wasn't going to change, and so you know what he did? He adapted, started doing it. But right now, he just I, I, if you're if the rest of college football, I would not like how Nick Saban seems to be pretty pretty comfortable. Pretty can we even say? I mean, not maybe not, jovial is probably too far here. But he's sure not in a bad mood. Well, maybe he's happy because this is his last year and he's going to retire. Maybe so. It's like, nope, no pressure on me. He's going to ride out. He's going to ride off in the sunset with another title. Yeah. I, I to my reaction kind of the same with the coaches poll. All these top teams, three out of four of them, anyways, replacing quarterbacks. I don't. I can't remember a time when that was a thing where a lot of these teams are getting all the love after graduating really good quarterbacks or not graduating but moving on from really good quarterbacks georgia alabama ohio state you know michigan's the one that gets gets them back and i think two is a good spot for him because of that reason but i uh i can't remember a time where there's you know three out of the top four are replacing quarterbacks but yet there they are usually that gives people pause and, and like well they're gonna be good but i'm gonna put them at seven i gotta see more from their quarterback whoever that may be Right, 
Yeah. Is that is that a testament of how well they've recruited around the quarterback position? I think so. I, I definitely think so. And I also, I think that the teams that do have you – know, I'm looking at you, USC, with Caleb Williams – there's so many question marks around the defense, not only this season, but just Lincoln Riley's whole career as a head coach, that it kind of takes away from the ability to to feel comfortable moving USC ahead of some of these teams, be, even though they do have that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, J.J. McCarthy, yeah, I mean, he was good. Is he beat Georgia and Alabama in the playoff good? Uh, I don't know. But I think that's totally it. And and they've just been good. I mean, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, those, those teams have been really good. And But to your point, even in the coaches anyway, the top ten, half of them are replacing quarterbacks. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Penn State, and Tennessee. Yep. I think that's just the nature of what's happening, though. I mean, timing and also with the portal – just and, you may see this more often and yes recruiting all the way around the position I'm, I'm looking at georgia but in schedule i mean it's hard to look at georgia and go i don't know if they're the best team i mean then without looking at their schedule and go well who's gonna beat them this is an easy number one so there's a a uh, question on the text line, was there an unranked team that's ever made the playoffs? I think TCU started around 20 last year, 19. Where were they? Were they unranked? Last two years it's happened. Who was 2021, it was Michigan. Last year it was TCU. TCU was unranked? Mm-hmm. Start the year? I thought they were in the 20s. In the AP. In the AP. Yeah, if you're using the AP poll, that's the last, the only two to do it. Michigan in 21, TCU in 22. Well, listen, this is all fun to talk about. You got somebody in your mind? From the text? From me, personally? This, when you look through, say, the teams that are garnering votes but not in the top 25. That could sneak their way to a do playoff? Do you see anybody that you think, hmm, that could they could make the playoff? Uh, Maybe a couple. No, I can't do it. I can't say that. Who are you going to say? Well, because of the conference they play in, South Carolina, you talk about a returning quarterback. I mean, this is Spencer Sanders. Spencer's. I always do that. Um, him. Spencer. What a good Lord. Rattler. Rattler. It's his last two raw. Kind of came on strong at the end of the year. But then again, they still play in the SEC conference. That could. That, that's a tough conference to navigate. Then there's Baylor. They're always kind of fly under the radar the last couple years. Aranda has them as a – I mean, they're tough as nails. They host Texas this year. Maybe maybe those two. Anyone else I really can't – it's kind of a stretch. I mean, that, those two are a stretch. Florida, maybe. Maybe Kentucky. What yeah, I'm you? looking at Tech. But they're ranked in the AP. But they're so ranked, that, yeah, they yeah. were in the other one. They're, yeah. they're not ranked. Yeah, never mind. I, was, I had the wrong side pulled up. Yeah, they're AP. No, no, they're ranked in the coaches. They're not ranked in the AP. They're 26th in the AP, so they count for what I'm talking about. Oh, my about. apologies. I was looking on the wrong side, too. Yeah, okay. So, so my answer still applies. I I'll, I'll tell you for sure if that's possible when we walk in here on 9-11. After who They plays? host Oregon. Uh, Baylor? 
No, no, Tech. Oh, Tech, I'm sorry. Yeah, Baylor hosts – they host somebody. Is it Utah or they go to Utah? It's one of the one or the other. I think they go to Utah. Either way, that's a big game. They could take down the Pac-12 champs. No, and home Utah. Home, home Utah. Utah. If they can win that one, that you got my attention, Baylor. I kind of feel like Baylor. Like you know, I've always had this respect for Kansas State for good reason. Well, I I don't think Kansas State's flying underneath underneath anybody's radar right now. After winning the the Big Twelve last year, or they're respectfully ranked in both polls, people are going to be ready for. I think Baylor's kind of like that sleek team. If you're going to pick one that you wouldn't outside of OU and Texas and even Kansas State, who would you pick? Baylor might be my answer. Yeah, I'll need to see it from Blake Shapen. Yeah, I like Aranda though, man. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, he's really good defense. I, I just don't. I just don't know if he didn't have everything just come completely perfectly together mm-hmm. two years ago. It's very interesting the way that those polls, though, are so similar. No one wanted to think outside the box. Or maybe there isn't anybody that's worth thinking about outside the box for, you know? Or maybe these just don't matter. <laughs> these are all going to really shape themselves out yeah, about a month in. Eventually, yeah, and and here's the thing: if you if if you're the AP writers, and you copy essentially what the coaches did, and somebody just flames out, you can go, well, the coaches thought it too, right? You know, there's all, there's no accountability. There's essentially no accountability. Yeah, in they're leaving themselves anyway. an out. <laughs> well, they thought it. Yeah. Really similar. All right, when we come back on this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday, we're going to talk about ESPN's top 100 players in college football. I'm not sure number one is right. We'll be back. Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Channel. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise, we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, The Sports Animal. It's a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Rodney and the gang down at 809 North Main. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. A couple of other ways they do that. Individual packaging. If you don't know what that is, convenience packaging where they take your individual meds and they package them themselves. You don't have to have a pill caddy. You don't have to have 20 different pill bottles strewn out everywhere trying to figure out which pill to put in for which day and how many and all that. We've all done it. We've all seen it. Take that headache out of your life with individual packaging of your daily meds. Convenience packaging there at Paul Jones Drug. They've got the durable medical equipment, which is your walkers, your canes, your crutches, etc. Most insurances are accepted down there. And also, 
It's not just the medical stuff. Gifts and greeting cards. They got all kinds of cool knickknacks, cool gifts down there at Paul Jones Drug. Care you can trust. We appreciate them for Paul Jones Drug Tuesday, each and every Tuesday. All right, Jared, I'm going to run an audible here. The top 100. Omaha! Yeah. Omaha! Top 100 list, too much. Okay. It's, it's too much to fit into this small amount of time I've left us. So we will punt that till tomorrow because there's lots of things we can unpack with the top 100 college football player list on ESPN's website. Let's, let's move to the NFL. Big signing yesterday. I think one of them uh, we saw coming a mile away. It's just a matter of how much and when, and that was Zach Martin. Two-year deal with the Cowboys, kind of restructuring his his deal to give him the money he thought he deserved. And quite frankly, everybody thought he deserved. You, you don't see these contract things like this very often where everyone talking about it is on one side. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. This one was one of those. Like, what are the Cowboys doing? We all know they're signing Zach Martin. We all know they're going to give him a raise. Just do it. And, may, you know, in a weird way, maybe them dragging their feet a little bit was a, a, a sign of, listen, Zach, we'll give you the first couple of weeks off of training camp. You're a veteran. We don't need you out there busting your hump and all that. We'll, do, we'll let you kind of relax, take a few days off, get this done, and then you'll be ready to go by the Man, first Man, I wish season. that's how I got a raise. <laughs> a two-week vacation. Yeah, why don't you not come a little yeah, bit? Yeah, hey, just take a couple weeks off. When you come back, you got a raise. Yeah, I don't th- it always looks bad on the outside looking in. Like they don't like each other. They're at a stalemate. No, they're just making it work. Yeah, there was making ne- making the money work. Yeah, you'd never heard anything negative on either side. No, nah, you didn't. On really. on this, and so it's done. Zach Martin, two years, thirty six mil, all guaranteed. But he's back. He'll be right there with the Cowboys on has a guard, Hall of Fame guard that is, uh, coming for the com- upcoming season. Now a couple of guys that kind of looked around, wondered why they weren't signed. Now are Dalvin Cook. Running back will be the uh, from Minnesota. Will now be with the J E T S Jets. 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 Very interesting maneuver here with Brees Hall showing out early in his rookie season a year ago, then tearing his ACL. Definite insurance if he doesn't come back as strong and as healthy as you hoped. But also, man, that if he does, that gives them a really formidable running game Mm -hmm. to just kind of help Aaron Rodgers and and those weapons that he has on the outside in the pass game. Yeah, that's pretty good. I I like that one. I like it more than the uh, Ezekiel Elliott one. And Zeke to the (laughs) Patriots. I know. Happy he found a home, but um, come on. Is it really going to work? Does he have any gas left? Is is this what his his new career path is going to be one year at a time? New team every year? Could be. Maybe. It very Sounds well like be. he's going to be the second guy. Ramondre Stevenson will be uh, running back one, but less carries. So it kind of takes the weight off of him when you can feed Zeke in those third down situations, which he's still very valuable at. He can pound those two-yard, three-yard gains. I think there's still value there for him. That audible gasp you heard at about 3.30 or 4 o'clock yesterday was either – it was fantasy football – dorks that were ready to draft Ramondre Stevenson at a certain round and look real smart and now they don't want to no because they're afraid Zeke will take his touchdown takes take yes you're right you know that's you're right for similar as they are they're that just yeah it's a way to kind of keep the the veteran happy a little bit which and we all know if if 
especially fantasy football players, if you know anything about Belichick, it's that he's not going to play who you think he is a majority of any game at the running back spot. It's always such a crapshoot anyway, and it finally looked like he didn't have a choice but to play Ramondre Stevenson a majority of the game, and now here comes Zeke. So uh, that was uh, everybody's going to be, oh, man. Uh, final topic, something you brought up, and we can even really get into this tomorrow with the top 100 as well. Veteran quarterbacks in the NFL that have changed locations. I wrote down four. I racked my brain that are, that to are write really down, thought mattered. Yeah, I wrote down. I, I again racked my brain to write down four, not named Aaron Rodgers. You know, just well, just I put Rod- I put Rodgers. You in. put him in there. Okay, yeah, I did. That's fine. I couldn't think of four others. Did you rank them or rate them? Or I would. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. I just wrote them down as I thought about them, and so now, first off, who do you have? Well, we alluded to it yesterday. Derek Carr, I'm excited about him in New Orleans. I think that's a good situation for him. He seems kind of like Max Scherzer last night, reinvigorated with a new jersey and a new scene. I knew we couldn't make it through the whole hour without 11 you strikeouts. The name Max Let's Scherzer. go. This guy is on point, striking out Otani, making him swing at stuff in the dirt. Anyway, we could talk about that later, too. But Derek Carr, I'm really excited about him. And I think Jimmy G as well in Las Vegas could have a fun year. How about you? Those are just a couple. I put Baker Mayfield down, obviously, and then uh, kind of an offshoot one, but Jacoby Brissett in Washington. He's a real traveled See, <laughs> nomad kind of guy. It's gone to be, he's been a lot of places, I but he th- is he going to be the QB one? I assumed it was going to be Sam Howell. That's why I didn't write him down. Okay. But the other four I have, I think Derek Carr in New Orleans is set up the best with the weapons around him. I mean, Chris Olave, I think, is going to be a star in his second year at the wide receiver spot. Yeah, yeah. And also in that division that we talked a week ago, the NFC South, in my mind, is the weakest division in football, and it's not really even close. And so Derek Carr has a chance to, like you said, reinvigorate his career, a la another guy that did it right there in New Orleans with Drew Brees. Now, Carr, pretty similar – Carr played a little bit longer out in Vegas than than Breeze did at the Chargers, but still, I think he has a chance to kind of kind of do that same sort of thing there in New Orleans, albeit for a, a lot different head coach, and and that would be the one concern I would have is Dennis Allen versus Sean Payton. There's really not that's a pretty major mismatch, but I like where Carr's at. You know, Baker's Baker. Who knows? He was good the other night, but. We're not even sure he's going to be the starting quarterback. I think Jimmy G has a chance in Vegas. But he can kind of get back to being totally healthy. And then, I, I mean, Rodgers is the most fascinating thing in the, in the entire league. Of course. I mean, if you want to have your glass half full, you can see where he would make that offense hum, that defense we talked yesterday – just obliterated Carolina's offensive line. Now, that's nowhere near the best one in the league, but also you can see the blueprint defense. And then last year, if they just had an average quarterback, they easily make the playoffs. Instead, they had one that was throwing games away. Now you have this veteran surefire first ballot Hall of Famer with now an improved running game. The one concern for the Jets and the one concern about Rodgers is that offensive line. Can they protect him? Can they open up holes to be able to make that thing hum at the very highest level that it could? And that that highest level is a team that is in the playoffs with a chance to win that division, and then who knows? 
once you get there. The low end of it is they can't protect Rodgers. They can't, and all of a sudden the defense is starting to get mad at the offense because they can't do anything yeah, because the offensive line isn't isn't ready to go at the level of everything else on that team. But really and truly, I think probably outside of Baker, and you know maybe that that's a team that can surprise. But those other three, I think they have a pretty good chance at, at really making a push. Uh, into a wild card situation and with Derek Carr, I mean, I'll be surprised if New Orleans doesn't win that division if he plays like mm-hmm. the Derek Carr, but more consistently like the, the good Derek Carr instead of some of the shaky moments he's had. Yeah, he seems, from from camp stuff I've seen then then the one preseason game, he just seems more rejuvenated. Boy, he's jacked. Seen those pictures? I did see that, Good too. grief. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not ready to call it a career. He wants to find that second home and stay there and, and have an impact. He seems really motivated. Yeah, how old is he? Like 32? Yep, 32. There it is. Hey, who couldn't see that being a five- to eight-year thing where he could be down there and, and making a big difference in New Orleans? I, I could see that easily, mm-hmm. him being able – not not just for the, the upcoming year – but a few years. So. Yeah. There you go. All in pretty decent situations. And Baker's got tons of weapons. It's just a matter of the offensive line can, can gel at all. And if he can perform. So far, so good in the first preseason game against the Steelers. But we shall see. And, and heck, who knows? Maybe that's a way for him to to be able to get have a chance to get back into some sort of realm of where he should have been when he got drafted. By the way, breaking news. All you OU fans that are sad as can be about the recruiting loss of Williams Winery, well, guess what? You're probably going to be getting some good news here shortly because Nate Roberts, 2025 20, uh, junior tight end at Washington, Oklahoma, who has been committed to Notre Dame, he has decommitted from Notre Dame. Oh. And he has been seen working out with Kevin Sperry, who is the commit uh, from Carl Albert, quarterback commit to OU, and also Elijah Thomas, who just committed the other day from Chicota, Oklahoma, to the Sooners. So So he's moving to Carl Albert, and he's going to be coming here too. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm not reporting that just yet. Oh my gosh! What that's what's that? The next news? What if that news drops later today? That those two are joining Sperry on Carl Albert. Hey, listen! Wow. As good as that team is going to be this year, think about next year when they're seniors. Oh my! The whole team. Goodness. Anyway, so Nate Roberts decommits. I think that's a. That's a good we've sign. seen. There's yeah. nothing that's a sure thing in oh, recruiting no. year after year after year, but it's a matter of time. Nate Roberts is a Sooner. I would just almost be 100% sure about that one. Everyone have a great Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed the Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animals. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. 
it's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big Elks! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand off to Wynn. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer.